0: I'm not teaching you anything, I just help you to explore yourself. This is the String Podcast with me, your host, Austin Yoakum, and producer Marcus Sautson behind the scenes. This quote leads us into our guest today, Trevor Funk. Trevor is a fellow Dr. TJ disciple. Uh, and a fellow infected one. I met Trevor through past guests, Dr. Alex Lee, and the legendary circadian man. And if you've listened to those podcasts, we kind of pick up uh, right up where we uh, left off there and we talk about health, sun, antifragility, and how to level up the human organism. That's something I really, really love talking about with these three. And I think we have a very similar approach to what the human body is capable of if you allow it to be capable of doing it, what it can fight off, what it can be resilient towards. The you- amazing feats that it can accomplish that we see every single day that we kind of just take for granted and really trying to level up the human organism so we can do those amazing feats as often as we want to do. Trevor's another young strength coach I'm looking forward to walking together with in this field for many years to come, really pushing ideas back and forth off and looking at both of our growths as we move forward in this field. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Thank you for listening. Keep chopping wood. Before we hit the intro music, I wanted to introduce to you guys the Yocam Strength Insider. The Yochum Strength Insider is our online training platform that takes all of the ideas that we talk about on this podcast and implements them into a program that is available to you at the touch of your fingers. Our goal with the Yochum Strength Insider is to create better movers, to level up your life and to move forward from where you are. We do this in a holistic fashion. Not only will you receive a program that has helped hundreds of people become better movers, You'll also receive access to our app that allows you to track everything, has video links for all exercises, and allows you to be in constant communication with a Yoakam Strength Coach. Along with this, you'll get our 30-page PDF nutrition and lifestyle guidelines. That includes everything from what to eat, how much of it to eat, why we're eating it, meditation habits, and other lifestyle habits that we implement with our clients to really level up their lives. If you're interested in trying out one of these programs, use Podcast 25 in the discount section right before you pay for 25% off your first program. Marcus, you know what time it is. Hit that intro music. Boom.
1: This is the Yoakam Strength Podcast. Take the leap down the rabbit hole with us as we interview elite level guests to unravel what high performance really is. Hello Trevor, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Me too, man. Super stoked that you brought me on. Um, been following you for like a year now. Um, love what you're doing, love what you're putting out, so it's an honor to, to, to be a bond, brought up on board, so this is sweet.
0: Yeah, you're part of the Infected Ones uh, group chat that we got rolling <laughs> with this Arcadian Man and Dr. Yeah. Alex Lee, both uh, previous uh, guests on the podcast.
1: All right, and as, as Matt says, we're kind of like the young Jedi's in this field. So uh, hopefully we can spark some, some thought here. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly trying to bring that
0: uh And every time I bring one of the us three onto the podcast, I try to like do that, like spark it and bring some of that group chat mentality into the, into the world just so it's not hidden in that group chat. I think there's a lot of gold in there that we need to kind of share like our, uh, our workouts that we had rolling for a little bit, like those are pretty spicy. We should, we should uh, <laughs> expose those to the world.
1: Yeah, maybe not all the details. We'll leave uh, some of the some things out, but the premise for sure, right? That that's got to be heard, hundred <laughs> percent. So, do you want to tell the
0: people just a little bit about your your kind of background and how you got to be an infected one, uh, going through the traditional wow. model of school? I'm always interested in how people kind of break that mold and go into either like the Dr. Tommy John route or just kind of like, in you know, a sense, like the holistic sense rather than thinking about sets and reps and checking the box, like you mentioned even before we started recording the podcast. How did you kind of mold and get your way to where you're at now and where you're thinking the way that you're thinking?
1: Yeah. So, so that's a loaded question that we, we, we can talk a while about, but like, if I was just to give like the short kind of cheesy kind of arrogant answer and (laughs) I mean it with respect, of course. And I, I truly believe that I was kind of born and destined to do something in the field of, of health, wellness, performance, whatever it was, just working with the human body. Um, Now, did I know from the get-go exactly what that was? No, but um, I knew it had something to do with that. Uh, So to kind of give some details, like, I mean, it stemmed from childhood, man. Like there's stories of like, you know, like my parents would tell me how, you know, I was involved in a lot of sports growing up. They, I had the luxury. They put me through a lot of sports. And I know as a strength coach, you could probably appreciate how important that is for young athletes to get that much exposure, variability with playing different sports as opposed to just like specializing in one thing. Um, so I had that luxury. Um, and, and one thing that kind of stemmed from that was even as a, like a kid, dude, like I always had this interest of the practice side of things. Like the training, not the actual sport itself, but the things that led up to the game. And one thing that was always impl- implemented in my brother and I growing up was the importance of practice. Like whatever the case may be, like we were told if you're going to do something, you need to practice for it. All right, fair enough. That's cool. Um, and that kind of is what I'm pushing for nowadays in terms of like what training truly means for the human. It's, it's just preparing yourself for the environment or the life situation you're going to do, whether that's a sport or your occupation, Right. It, it, it's stimulating yourself greater than that life situation. Um, it's your, it's your, it's your preparation, exceeding your performance basically. Right. So I knew that going in at a very, very young age. So, you know, I, like I did pop Warner from like eight to 12, you know, little league football. Um, and I, I, I can remember like on hot summer days as that season was coming to be, we would, we would tent outside of the house because the house was so damn hot at night. Um, so I would set up the stakes of the tent, but I would do it in like a zigzag fashion and create drills where like I would use them as like little dummies and try to like maneuver around them and work on my agility, get through that little obstacle course. And then 15 yards down the, down the lawn, I had a cone and I would sprint to it and, and, and try to get my pack to before that cone and then quickly decelerate, get around the cone and sprint back, finish the drill. I was eight years old, man. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but like, I just intuitively knew like, hey, this might work. This might have some kind of transfer. Like I did water pull at some point in time and I would do pool workouts. I I would create circuits at like eight years old, dude, where like I would tread water with a dumbbell for like 30 seconds, bring it over my head for 10 seconds to make it harder, come back down for another 30, drop that weight. I'd wait at the bottom of the pool, pick them up, walk to the shallow end because I saw a picture of Michael Phelps doing it. And I was like, oh, if he's doing it, I must do it, right? So pick it up, walk to the shallow end, to the shallow end now I use those same weights and do vertical jumps why i don't know dude like it seemed like it was difficult it challenged my system i liked it drop those weights get out of the pool do push-ups now was like okay i'm tired let's do some skill work get back in the pool and i would try to hit like um target practice with like i would set lawn chairs up outside of the pool and try to hit it in the face of fatigue because for some odd reason i knew as a kid that if I could do this in the face of fatigue, be able to hit the water polo uh, uh, target practice, I know I could do it in the game. I didn't have like a trainer or a coach or anything. I was just kind of exploring. So I always had this like intuition of like the importance of kind of training, uh, preparation, practice, um, and, and always. And that's kind of where I kind of fell in love with the whole training aspect of of sport and just the human body. Um, always had a love from that. Um, And then as I got older and and, and kind of specialized in one sport, I did uh, play basketball in high school and college. Um, And again, I didn't really care about the actual game. Like I loved the offseason. I would use that to try different things in terms of building my body up in preparation and use basketball as the test, like the game as the test. Sure, I did everything I could to win the game. Right. But like I, I just cared about how I responded with my training. Um, again, no real coach, no real trainer. I just, just love that aspect of it. Um, and, and, and so that kind of carried over for my whole career. Like I would notice the only thing I guess I did buy was like the, an external thing was I bought a jump program junior year of high school because, uh, I wanted to be a white boy that could dunk. I thought that would be badass. like, all right, let's make it happen. Um, you know, a year later or that off season. Okay. Now I can, ju- now I can dunk. Hell yeah. Let's go but my knees are shot as shit. Hmm. Is that a parallel? Are, are those things divorced? Like, can I still get that athletic gains without having this deliberating knee pain? Like, what, what's going on here? Or, you know, freshman year of college, I just got bullied, man. Like, just grown men just destroying me on the court. Like, all right, I gotta get stronger. I didn't reach out to anybody. I just kind of just piled things together and tried it. Holy shit. I can now move people. This strength training that I did, I could transfer them to the court. I can drive through the lane, finish up the rim, no problems. I can I can box out a six, eight, 300 pumps to dude, and I'm six, two, 180. Like, this is awesome. Is, is what's going on here? And that's where I kind of just fell in love with training and seeing how, like, application to performance. Did it work? Did it not work? Why did it work? Why it didn't work? And just kind of keep going from there. Um, and then also, the, so that, I had, that sparked a, a love for the training side of things. But I also got exposed to kind of the rehab and injury side of things because every single year I got hurt. Every year except my senior year of college, I had some form of injury. That was pretty gnarly. Pretty, it didn't really take me out of the season, but enough to where it, it just sucked and took the joy out of the game. And I can remember sophomore year of college, I'm sitting on the athletic training table, you know, I, I would show up two hours before practice every single day and they would do what I thought was actually helpful, but it was just a bunch of passive crap that wasn't really helping me. Um, but I was sitting on the table and, you know, the trainers doing all this stuff, you know, massage, stem, laser, all this crap. Um, and I'm sitting there, I was like, this can't just be it. This can't be like the, like the end-all be-all of sports where you're just hurt all the time. Like, it's got to be something more than that, right? Performance and health isn't divorced." Like, I know we don't play sports to get healthy, but at the same time, you can't just be hurt all the time. Like, you can't just play a sport and then be healthy after your sport. Like, it, there has to be a parallel. They, they have to work hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, and so that would basically spark a love for kind of pulling back the curtain um, of rehabbing injuries and, and figuring that alongside with training. Um, so that's the long story. <laughs> And, and how did you uh
0: take the like the the athletic career and dive it into a career career? You know, like because there's there's always the gap of like the athlete that is feeling that and going through the sports performance training. Uh, but how did you actually take that and be like, okay, I, I understand something's deeper here. I understand this, but like now I really want to do it. Like I w I wanna do this as my job for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Personal experience, like actually going through it, really made me want to go down those rabbit holes and, and, and figure it out because everything up to that point didn't seem to be working. Like I was, again, like I was in the athletic training room every single day before practice for about like three of my four collegiate years. Like that sucks, man. And, 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 and going through that, it was like, well, should I get to the point where I don't need that? Like, like, well, like if it was working, why do I need to keep coming back? Um and, and and, then in the school setting, you know, I, I knew at that point I wanted to do something with training and rehabbing, whether so that's a strength coach, strength and conditioning coach, or like an athletic trainer for school. I knew I wanted to do something like that. So that's what I pursued in, in in college. Um and then sitting in classes, I'm like first of all, I was never the school type, right? I I, I despise school. And just the concept of sitting in a chair for seven, eight hours a day listening to someone talk, I That did not make sense to me. Um, And then once I got to the college, it was like, wow, this is just a complete waste of time. Like none of the stuff that they were trying to push for or or try to educate you with was going to help in the actual field. And I knew that I knew I needed to go somewhere outside of that if I wanted to be even average in the field of health. (laughs) Because I knew this side of it in school was not cutting it. and, and, and so that's where I started going on my own and kind of researching on my own, finding people that are in the field doing the work, people ahead of me. I knew if there are five steps ahead of me, I can kind of pick their brain and figure out, take what what worked for them, what, what didn't work for them, and kind of kind of learn in, in that aspect. Um, and so that's what I did, um, and it led me to just mentors that that. Are, you know I, i'm forever grateful for forever appreciative and, and kind of led me on this to the path to where i'm at today um and that is you know working as, for myself as a practitioner in performance and health so does that does that kind of answer your question a little bit or
0: yeah did you uh
1: did you I'm have any like
0: bad. like any internships with them how how did you do that like you, you met these mentor mentors did you just like ask them questions that type of thing? did you go live with them like what what was that kind of process like
1: When I so I did two years of JUCO down in the Bay Area and then I got a scholarship down in San Diego to play at the four year Um, and 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 when I got down there I again like I knew I needed something outside of just the school setting if I was going to be anything worthwhile in this field so I started looking at you know strength and conditioning coaches in my area maybe athletic trainers just even just personal trainers that were like big time. Cause like, um, or what they considered to be big time, um, whether they were good or not, I don't know. But so I'm on the explore page of Instagram and I come across TJ's page, Tommy John. Right. And it's something i would never seen before. Um, just this, this some, from all aspects, it wasn't just training and rehab stuff. It was just the way the, the guy lived. It was like, first of all, it was like a guy that kind of looked like me. That was a trip. What the hell? <laughs> and, and now he's at the beach and he's doing all these movements and he's all about food He's about outside exposure he's about just just a guy that was someone that finally because i was always a different cat for most people i was always on my own very introverted And i was like wow i just met someone or seen someone that's kind of living like me they're just you know like 20 years ahead kind of cool and then you 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 dive into all the the training and rehab stuff that 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 he promotes and it was like it just resonated man It, it just it hit home it made sense to me i was like okay i need to dive down that rabbit hole and explore all of this and that's what i did like i showed up to his uh his office one day walked in had no plan in mind i just wanted to see what would happen walked in no one is in the office he comes in behind me what's up brother like how you doing I don't know what the man had planned for that day, but he literally stopped whatever he was doing, and we just talked for about three hours straight. <laughs> and, and we talked from rehab to training to relationships to girlfriends to to this life, business, freaking zombie apocalypse. Like we covered everything in those three hours, and I was just, I was hooked. Like this guy, was awesome. Like I, I, I appreciate everything resonated right, and so. To be honest, I wanted a job from him, man. So, <laughs> broke college kid. Give me a job, dude. What's up? Uh, <laughs> but he, what with, with, with STEM and what, what resulted in that was he let me be a fly on the wall for as many days, as often as I could get in to his office for the next two years. So, I showed up every, once a, once a week, because I didn't want to, like, abuse it too much to where he would kick me out, like this kid's a nu- nu- nuisance. Um, so, I showed up. Pretty much once a week and just absorb everything, every ounce um, from how we interacted with clients to the training and rehab approach to, you know, worked with the clients because I was there for two years. I got to see when people came in with an injury, how did they heal? Did they heal? Were they performing better than they were prior to the injury? Holy shit. Yeah, they are. I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. Boom. Dive into that rabbit hole. Um, just picking up everything and, and, and just asking questions. He gave me sources to to dive into, and I, I, I put the money and ran, dude, and, and 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 it's kind of set me up to where I'm at today, um, which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I had a very
0: similar experience with Dr. Tom John when I went there. I, I was visiting San Diego, uh, and I messaged him. He's like, "Yeah, come by." And it was it's literally four or five hours. I was just there, like. Hanging out with him, talking to him, like just straight, like and the amount of energy that he has, it, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, and he's a past guest yeah. on this podcast too. Uh, And the first, the before we hit record, we talked for three hours. It, like it was wild. Like it was three hours before we hit record. I think the podcast was two hours, right. and then I think the end, like after we hit record, we talked for three. Like, it was wild. It was one of the longest conversations yeah. I've ever had, and I never once like was looking at the clock or anything. It was just like flowing. Yeah. His, his energy is
1: exactly unmatched, exactly. And there's just so much there, right? Um, So much to learn from so much to just converse about, which is too cool. Love it.
0: And I I, want to dive down something that you mentioned before you mentioned, prepare yourself for the environment and Dr. Tommy John mentions this a lot too. I'm always interested in hearing people talk about what that actually means to them because, it's something that you don't really see a lot in the field of sports performance. Like we talk about it, but it's like, are we actually preparing for the test or is it just like getting to the test? Is it just getting to game day or are you leveling up and getting your body ready for what's about to happen, ready for war and ready for life too. Cause that's another aspect. And again, we talked before the podcast started recording of like all of, all of it's the same, like sport life. Like we're just preparing our bodies to be a vessel for what we want to do in life, a vessel for sport, a vessel for expression. And most bodies are not that most bodies are broken down. Most bodies are not able to function the way they should be functioning. So I'm interested in what leveling up the body means to you, like how you go about it, the true, what, like how you were actually hammering these principles and why
1: we should focus on this. Yeah. So that's a great question. And I'm kind of, kind of parrot to what you asked earlier in terms of when you asked what the difference was between training and rehab and there isn't a difference they're they're not divorced. There's a parallel there, um, and to kind of give like a quick definition. So you come in with an injury. How do we approach injury? We need to stimulate yourself greater than what the, in, the stimulus of the injury was. Damn, that's gnarly. What is training? We need to stimulate you greater than the event or the life situation, the environment you wish to participate. Pretty 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 pretty, pretty similar in terms of the approach, right? We're stimulating you greater than what you've ever been before, right? Um, and, and so you look at like the athletes today and, and just kind of like the environment people are growing up in and, and and the ultra convenient lifestyle that we have, the technology, just easy access, very convenient lifestyle that we have. Athlete comes in, they may perform fantastic onto the field, onto the court, but you put them through some practical movement and, and, and they're just absolutely weak, flat out weak and, and, and incapable of performing something very simple, very primi- primitive that we should have mastered just as kids. Um, and, and essentially, so we're just rehabbing athletes from just the lifestyle choices that they have. From sitting behind a screen all day to um, just just, e- just an easy life, right? And and, and and so what? just the basics of our design is that there's no challenge, there's no discomfort, we devolve. And there's not a lot of challenge or discomfort in today's world right so athletes come in and, and we're basically just rehabbing from their lifestyle <laughs> um, and, and and so when you're looking or trying to compare it to their given sport you have to address all these imbalances lack of proper development and essentially that's rehabbing um, and, and making sure that's on point and then the training side of it it, it it's leveling up that side of it and then making sure that they can now handle the forces of sport that's going to be put onto their body so they, they have to deal with two things lack of development and the force of sport that's being put on their body um so they're, they're, it's a parallel they're not divorced training in rehab is, is is the same thing um it, it, you kind of get what i'm saying there uh yeah can and- you can you kind of what was the i kind of Again, the beginning of your question, because that, that, that was important too.
0: No, no, no. And then that, that's where I want to kind of direct you towards too, because that, that that's like the holistic view of what we talk about. Like you, you got it. like if, if the athlete really hasn't done anything hard in their life, they haven't prepared for that. And they got basically a soft, broken body that you're gonna send into yeah. war, basically, against people that have prepared, like they're gonna break. So you gotta build that up, like you mentioned, and you gotta prepare them for it. But how do you do that like that that's i'm interested in how you approach that uh, what's like a weekly yeah. daily monthly type approach to like truly building up an athlete's life like they, they, they come into you they come to you with this with this this body that is just not molded into what we want to mold it into the body that is deformed or de-evolved like you mentioned how, how are you approaching what, what's like the day one look like what's like a week look like with you how are you, how are you melding and, and molding and things that you really want to attack with these athletes to really make sure they are prepared for the the test and the sport?
1: Yeah, so so that, that's that's an awesome question, and and I'm I'm kind of related back to just development of the child. Like, there's a lot of clues from just child development that we can apply to training and rehab. So, take an infant. What is their sole focus from like? ages zero to like 10, man, and it's just straight movement. Why are they moving so much? And it's not like, I don't want people to think immediately, okay, movement, three sets of 10. No, like kids are moving. Like like, let's say they're trying to learn to pick their head up off the ground. They're doing everything they can from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed to learn how to pick their head up off the ground. That's thousands of sets, repetitions all day, every single day until they master that move. And then they progress on to, okay, maybe I'm going to learn how to roll over to one side. Again, thousands of repetitions all day, every day, only stopping to eat and, and, and sleep, right? Um, and it's just accumulation of, of, of these these insane reps, insane sets that if you're a strength coach, that's how you would describe it. Um, without ever losing like this intention, right? Like that's their sole focus, their only concern um, until they get to the point where they can walk and then go for life, Um So that right there, that kind of process, that progression is very similar to the adult today or the athlete today, um, or even the injured person today. You're just kind of, you walk through the door, I'm kind of observing where you fall in terms of that child and their path on their development. Some people can't, like, God, some people can't pick something off the ground without just deliberating back pain. It's like, oh, shit. Well. Now we got backtracked to where that child fell in their development to where they're trying to learn how to pick something off the ground um or or what, what, whatever the case may be like injured injured individuals are just developing child um and and then you approach it the same way a child would they would move thousands of times within that progression that they're at without quitting without fail just over and over again until they master it so if you come in like let's say you rolled an ankle. Um, and you can't really walk, you have a limp, you have inflammation, swelling, pain, all this stuff, and it's it's limiting you from doing the activity that you want, we're not doing like this three sets of 10 watered down crap in terms of getting back to where you were or getting back to you, getting back to a greater level of, of what you were prior to. It's, it's the thousands of movements, basic, very primitive movements by the like over and over again, stimulating you greater, greater than that stimulus of the injury, um, just how a child would, as, as they were trying to learn how to walk. It's no different. Um, so, so that's kind of like my approach. And, and 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 I, the way we do it safely, like it's like. So, so I tell you, I, I say, we need to stimulate you greater than the stimulus of the injury. Doesn't mean you go run a marathon after you blow out your ankle, because that's a heavy stimulus, right? It it it's a like accumulation of a bunch of minute little things that progress into the level. Of, something that was greater than that injury, right? So how do we do that? Well, it's going to be thousands of repetitions. And then what TJ turned me on to um, is long duration holds. And I know you have experience, experience with some of the with the ISOs. It's just essentially the stimulus doesn't really matter. Like it could be in whatever vessel, as long as it's getting the job done. Um, and it's not, and it's something that the person can can recover from, right? You're stimulating as much as you can that you can recover from. And and, and the beauty with these ISOs and these basic high rep schemes is that the individual isn't going to get hurt doing it. And you can stimulate them to their maximal, their perceived limit without risking any further injury or further damage. Um, And you can repeat it. It's sustainable. So you blow out your ankle. We put you in a hold, five-minute extreme slow hold, getting a bunch of feedback in that time frame bunch of stimulus, you're taking that musculature to fail every single time your brain's freaking out um it, it, you're getting all these things that i'm sure you know exactly what like the ISIS do for you um or your perception of what the ice do for you but you're just getting a bunch of exposure in that time frame and you can repeat it over and over again now you level up you do it again the next day you're leveling up and then you're just accumulating all this exposure to new heights right into a new greater version of what you were prior to um if that kind of makes sense Yeah, and And I I like the the, main question.
0: (laughs) The the stimulus doesn't matter. I think that that's an important point too, because it and it's almost like the stimulus, like a a small movement. And it goes back to the baby thing. Like that baby rolling over, that is a max intense stimulus for that baby. If that's the level you're at, that's a max intense stimulus. If you are way leveled up past that point, that's not a max intense stimulus anymore. So it's it's basing that stimulus based off where you are. You rolled your ankle your stimulus, your max intent stimulus for the day might be doing ankle circles, 1000 of them, like tiny baby ankle circles. That might be your your max intent for the day. Whereas if you're at a point where you should be like, maybe that's not, maybe, maybe you need to find another level to kind of push to you. But I I like that point, like the stimulus, like you got to direct that stimulus and you got to base it off where you are and where the athlete is. And if it is a max intent, even though it's a baby movement, even though it looks tiny, like that's max intent. That's where your body's at in that moment. That's like a single leg stand or a, a cross crawl pattern for many athletes. It's like the first time they do that, that exercise looks so simple, but it's like that that's where you're at. That's the level that you're at right now. And you need to level up past that point before we go anywhere
1: from here. Exactly. Some, something to kind of piggyback off that, if you don't mind. And that's kind of where like the holistic approach comes into play that you that you asked about earlier. And it's like, Someone comes in and was like, all right, we give them, we give, we suggest a a movement, a set of movements. And they ask, well, how much? Well, well I don't know. How, how much do you think you need to do in order to change it? Like, how, how the hell am I supposed to know that, right? It, it, it's relative to you and your perception of how you're doing that day, right? So like you said, maybe it's a thousand ankle circles and that's your perceived max limit for that day. Maybe tomorrow it's like, yeah, man, I'm just not feeling it. Like, 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 I just don't have that, that, that oof, you know. I just don't feel like doing it. So you put them in a hold, and it's like they fail in ten seconds. And it's like, okay, well, well, now we just adjust accordingly to what you're, what you're perceiving as your max. It's not like, oh, we're just gonna take it easy and, and, and let you off easy. No, it, it, it's finding where you're at, because, and that's where like. I've, I've seen it time and time again with like a lot of strength coaches and, and other trainers and stuff. It's like, you have to follow the program by the book. Like if, if Monday's a high day, you better get after it. Tuesday's a low day. You better get after it. Well, what if on Monday you feel like absolute dog shit and you, <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you to, to to go for a PR. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no, nah, like, and then on Tuesday it, it's a rest day, but you're feeling good. and You want to, you want to push it well, how am I going to put a cap on you and tell you, no, like we're going to follow the program. No, it's always evolving. It's always adjusting based on your perception, based on, on your feeling and, and, and your intention for that day. And it's going to change regardless. Um, that's just, that's just life, man. (laughs) So, um, that, that, that's a huge point, um, to always consider, um, and take into account. Yeah. And when you actually
0: look at like, real life like all these beautiful high low models all these periodized models like they don't work like it doesn't like you said like the, you throw your whole week off if on monday you're feeling like shit you slept like shit you, you had a you broke up with your girlfriend and it's supposed to be your high day it's like what sense yeah. does that make other than the coach wrote it on your sheet of paper it makes zero sense you know like yeah. and that's where it's almost a, even going back to the other point it's like almost every day finding a way to reach your max intense so almost every day is a high day, you know, in a sense, it's this, it, what is your high that day? Reaching, reaching your high that day. If it is a 10 second ISO lunch hold, that's your high that day. Like if that's all you got, that's all you got. But we're reaching that point rather yeah. than. you you could have held for five minutes but because again i wrote down on my sheet of paper today's a low day we're gonna hold for 10 seconds and then tomorrow we're gonna hold for like it it, it doesn't make sense when you look at the human body life sports like that's not how this works yet we try to like mold it into working and like pretending it works and like telling everybody it works when if you look at real life like everybody knows it doesn't work it's it's super obvious it doesn't work but we're not we're not
1: saying it yeah isn't that isn't that pretty exciting to look at? Every day is a high day, so every day is an opportunity to just be a greater version of what you were yesterday. Yes. Like 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 there, there there's no other route behind that, and that's kind of where it's difficult for a lot of people to comprehend because that's like that optimistic mindset. Um, seeing everything as an opportunity, every every inch of your day is an opportunity to grow, um, and that gets me excited, man. That, that that's the cool stuff. And I know you've said it before, where you say it quite a bit. And I love it. It's like you can't have the mountains without the valleys right you can't have that freaking feeling that beautiful positive feeling without the negative ones. you got to have both there's not a divorce there um and and, and honestly it's, it's it's when you have that kind of like perspective of everything's an opportunity and the lows are, are the kind of most exciting ones um the ones to look forward and to welcome them, because that's where the greatest changes happen dude 100 hey, um, that, and that,
0: that's the whole that's like, the whole flood talk that i get and i like i got it tattooed on my body because that's that's the whole thought process behind it is a low like a valley a, the flood coming a bad like in quotations a bad thing happening yeah. it, it's again that it's it just means you got to build back up you got to reap like it's an opportunity for something good to happen you know and, and rather than looking and, and, at it in this like one's good one's bad one's like uh, we want one to happen we don't it's like no it's like it just happened now, now you get to work now you get to do and that's all opportunities for what you want to do and when you get an athlete to switch over to that mindset dude it, the amount of crazy things you can have happen it, it, with that athlete yeah. and how they're yeah. transforming it, it it goes way beyond just training three sets of 10 and high low
1: models boom exactly um, and, and one thing that, that really, really like solidified that thought process for me is understanding just the human design, our healing response, take any kind of trauma to the body, even if it's just like a physical injury, um, but even emotional or even like an intellectual kind of trauma to your system, the healing response that the body takes is always going to be greater than that trauma. Always. Otherwise we wouldn't be here as a species. Like we would have been ex- extinct long ass time ago. Like, so Take a situation where it's just like you hit your relative rock bottom. You hit that valley, man. Like it, it, it's just you feel like there's nothing there. Understand the response afterwards. The end result is going to be something way greater than how that trauma was perceived, and that's how you level up. And that's that's what it was probably the most empowering thing like that I, I've learned in these last few years. Is like it, it's it's the it's the hard times that you want to welcome those are the, those are the good stuff those are those are where the greatest change happens and, and the greatest adaptation happens um and, and then moving forward it's like everything is just like on an incline man everything in life that you perceive is just a, an opportunity to keep getting better you don't have like a up down up down up down path it's just it's just skyrocketing forward <laughs> and, and, and there's nothing sweeter than that i think so well, and one of the, the, the points it, I want to branch is. off on that
0: is you, you, you talk about the healing response of the body. Cause that's something that is so poorly understood in everybody's world and specifically the athletes world. It's like, understand what the body's doing, understand what the body's capable of, you know, like, twi- like you twist your ankle, like that is your body telling you something, you know, like you got to listen yeah. rather than like, it, dude, the, the, the amount of like the popping pills, you know, like just to shut it off, take it, tape it up, send you back out there. It's like, guys, like everything that I it, you know, like we're trying to interfere with what is happening. Like your body is telling you something, listen to it. And your body is beyond capable of fixing it. It's beyond capable of curing itself. You, you feel bad. Like pay attention to this shit rather than shutting it off. Like the, the, the amount of athletes yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, Oh, it's like, oh, and the fear aspect too. And this is worse during the time that we're in 100%. They get sniffles and the amount of fear that goes into them. It's like, guys, like understand like what that is, what that's telling you. Like you slept three hours last night. Okay. You have sniffles. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean you should fear like sickness and fear what's coming? Or does that mean, Hey, your body's telling you don't be a jackass. You slept three hours and you're trying to send a max effort <laughs> response today. Like it's, it's very frustrating because it sets that athlete up for a long, long life of creating a fear cycle and then actually creating sickness, actually creating injuries because you are so scared of something that you don't give your body the proper stimulus, you don't give your body the proper fuel because you were scared of everything. Then your body does de-evolve, then your body is unprepared for that stuff, then your body does get sick. So it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. of sickness and injuries in these athletes and parents in like civilization is making it horrible. It, it, the, the amount of athletes I see, like they're scared. They are scared of what their body does. Yeah. They are scared of injury. They are scared of sickness. It's like, man, like you are 15 to 20 years old and you're scared of these things. What does that mean when you're 70? Like you've got 60, 70, 80 more years of life, man. Like your body, I yeah. promise is capable of these things or it did, I'm going to sorry, keep ranting, but like taking nah, movement nah, nah. away like they don't they don't want to go knees over toes because somebody told them it was bad they don't want to bend their spine because somebody told them it bad. it's like where does that lead to you know like it leads yeah. to you in a wheelchair it leads to you actually not being able to do these things because you took it away you told your body okay i can't do this and your body's gonna be like okay i, I guess i can't do it you know like it, 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 it it's yeah. a scary thought process of where this stuff leads to and where and it's like our field should be Fighting it, our field should. But our, what our field does is install more fear. It's like, don't move this way, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And then you have athletes that are scared at 15 years old because they all have access to social media and they all have access to these influencers. And it's like, oh my god, guys! Like, it's it's not good for the the future of athletics and the future of uh, fulfilling life with your body that you humans. want to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, fear, fear is definitely like the number one variable that that plays a role in, in atrophy in people's health <laughs> on all levels, right? Um, and, and it causing, it's causing a lot of people to just bubble wrap their life. You should be so lucky to go through an injury. You should be so lucky because the end result of that, you're going to be a great, if you do it right, you do it the right way. And that's what you and I uh, and, and other people, hopefully, as we're trying to promote this, Is it, it, if you do it the right way, you should be a greater version of what you work. It was a, a weak leak in your system that you get to improve upon. Hell yeah, let's go not going to be easy. <laughs> and, and, and so, so along with the fear, it's, it's the lack of accountability that, that, that we fail to put onto people, um, and, and, and realize that it, it, the power is in your hands, man. You don't need to outsource yourself to anything. Like it, it's all within everything you need is within you. You just need to access that. And, and so that's kind of what our role is as, as you can call it a strength coach, a practitioner whatever, just a facilitator. We're just trying to get people to realize that they got a little bit more than they've been told <laughs> within them. And they need to access that because the other side, dude, it's infinite. It's whatever you want. And we, we talked about this before. Be. And we talked about this before the podcast of
0: like even and then surrounding them with other people with that thought process and organically watching that explode into yeah people pushing each other and thinking it's like okay I can do this I can do this that person can do that with their body I that they have a body I have a body like I can do it with my like you know like our role as a yeah. trainer you know like we talk I I hate the line it's like that we talk about like the coaching aspect and how important coaching is it's like not <laughs> your environment building that's what you're doing you know like you're building it if you your job is to build an environment and surround like-minded people who doesn't matter what their goal is as long as their goal is forward surround but put oh. 10 people that want to move forward in a room together i promise you you move forward i, I promise you you know like i've seen yeah. crazy enough things happen when you put 10 of those like-minded people together in a room and that is your goal as a practitioner as a coach whatever it is is to build out that environment that allows that to happen rather than oh it went off script i'm going to shut that down oh that's not me pushing you forward it's you doing it yourself i'm going to shut that down i need you to come back to me you know like that that's oh, and business wise like people get scared cuz business wise like oh what's that mean business wise it's like more people will come to you cuz you get the results you know like and they want to yeah. be a part of a community now more than ever they want to be a part of a community like there there's nothing like that for people they you they want to be a part of something that moves them forward and you can provide that you can be that person you can bring two people that would have never met each other and then put them together and have them become lifelong best friends. Like that's so much more important than yeah. a three by 10 program that you wrote up because you, you you think it's, you think it's the bee's knees about anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, it's, it, it's, just it, it's the idea of, I'm just going to milk you for business, dude. <laughs> and, and that's what you see 99% of people nowadays in, in, it, in health, whether that, that is strength coaching or, or just a health practitioner or whatever, or whatever. It's just, I got the solution, and you're going to be a consumer for life, kind of idea. And it's like, it, it, it you have to come in with the, you have to be doing it because you want to serve and you want to help people, whether that's heal or or improve their athletic performance, whatever the case may be. It, it's it's doing it for them. It's not doing it for you. Um, and 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 that's where we kind of fall very short. <laughs> um, and, we, and and we make it a business. Health is not a business. No, health is a given health is a default we're just facilitators in that
0: and again when you when you have it like when you when you're doing that like i've had i've been in the field for five five-ish years and i've had clients from day one still working with us you know like it's it's yeah it's because they want it and then it turns from rather it's not than forcing you exactly yeah. like it's not forcing them to show up it's not because they need you to be there it's like, honestly, like there's some clients that could lead sessions if they wanted to. They could, and a lot of times they do. Right? Like, I'm like, yeah. hey, what do you want to do today? Like, what warm up do you want to do? How, how do you want to do this? What, What's something that we've done before that you like doing? You know, like they are so educated on all of it, but it's because they want to be there. They feel like that community aspect and they're moving forward in that aspect because that's it's like yeah. it. it if you want to just get analytical, like the analytical minds out there, that are like business-wise, oh, we'll lose this. If they don't need us to lose, it's like, no, you won't. Like, I promise you won't. Like they, they'll no. want to come out. They want to come more and they'll want to bring more people to you. You know, like you set up all of that yes. and you're not like sucking life out of them. You know, you're not putting, uh, putting almost like a collar on them and telling them, hey, that's my athlete. Hey, that's my athlete.
1: Like, no, like <laughs> that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Yeah. And just, kind of circling back cuz you asked earlier what, like what my day one looks like and it's like how is the person going to be able to comprehend all of this information on just one day and it's like well no it, it's a never ending process that they're continually continuously going to learn and improve upon for the rest of their life they're going to have it forever it's, it, they're going to own it it's going to be their truth um and and it's not like a it's not that immediate here you go Boom. See you later. You're fixed. No, it's like, this is a, your change. It's a lifelong change that they're going to be able to take with them forever. Um, whether they continue with you or, or they just journey on. And that, that, that's where, that's what it's all about. It's empowering the people that, to, to be able to do it themselves <laughs> and take care of themselves.
0: So and before, that, that, I, that, that was huge. I do want to circle back to that uh, point. Uh, and before we get to the rapid fire rounds, I walk into you day one. What, yeah. what does that look like? Cause that, we talk a thousand rep schemes. We talk long durations. We talk all this, like, but people want to know, like, what, like, wh- how the hell do you implement a thousand rep scheme? Like, how does that work in a program? How do like, you write it up on the board? Yeah. Like I, I walk into you day one, what are you doing? Like, h- how are you approaching this? Like, what are you going to do with me? And maybe, maybe even like, uh, if, if you can do a week or something in, in that regard, like, how, what are you doing with me day one? I come to you. I'm like, Hey man, like, I want to train <laughs> with you. I want, I want to level up my life. What, what are you doing with me?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're coming in with an injury, of course, that's, that's going to be a little bit of the main focus. Um, but it, it's, it's first off, it, it's a conversation, right? It, it, it's I'm getting to know you on a personal level from if you, if you are coming in with an injury, it's previous injuries, it, it's your occupation, it, it's your day to day context, your environment, everything from, from I, I I'm using the eight essentials that, that Tommy John has, has implemented. Um, to me it's not his it's not mine it's it's just natural law <laughs> just principles that continue to repeat themselves over and over and over again um and, and, and we're just going to try and apply them with each and each person and see essentially make sure every ounce of their day is is medicinal and their end goal whether that's sport performance or or healing an injury or something like that um And and, and so it's having a conversation. It's getting their whole story. It's understanding where they want to go in terms of coming back from an injury or or performance on a performance level uh, and then kind of eliminating any kind of toxic barriers that are handicapping them from reaching that goal. The movement side of it is just a vessel. It's just a way to explore. It's just a way to stimulate the system to kind of find that. It's not necessarily like, you do this 1,000 reps scheme, and you're going to heal. It's just an opportunity to explore um, and, and find you within that. Um, and, 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 you know, we can talk about forever, like the importance of movement. Movement is everything, it's life, right? So it's just, it's just a, a vessel that we use. Um, but after we get a story and after we're on the same page and kind of explain the approach and, and, and get people on board and make sure everything's clear, right? Because if, if it's not clear, if, you, if you're not, if you think I'm I'm full of it and and it's not for you, that's totally okay. Like, we'll find someone that or something that's going to work for you. I'm not the end result. it's, it's got to make sense. You got to buy into. it. So you got to have the belief behind it. And I know you know this. If you gave you created this beautiful program and gave it to two people, one person maybe they had one foot in one foot out in terms of belief, and the other person maybe the other person was just doing it because Coach Yolkin told me to. <laughs> yep. And you had a third person who. Coach Yocum told me to it, but I also believe in it, and like I want to do this. Oh, dude, the results are going to be insane, insanely different from person one, two, and three. Person who believed in it and wanted to do it, they're going to see infinite results, right, compared to the other two, the last, uh, previous two. Um, so, so okay, we get their story, we have a conversation, we get everything about them. They're on board, they love it, they have belief in it. And, and, and basically it's, we have a trial test. that kind of, I put them, we go, we go through a set of movements. That kind of gives me an idea of where they're at in terms of physical competency. Um, and what are we doing capability. during those movements? It's a, it's very similar to Alex Lee. I'm, okay. I, I know you've seen his posts. It's it, it's it's a few foundational, like foundational movements, right? That like every single human, no matter if you're an athlete, um, some, an elderly person, someone who just gardens all day or just blue collar work, whatever the case may be, if you're human, you have to be able to do this. It's it's the foundation, right? You, you know, the pyramid portion of our training, it's like, you know, foundational piece, performance, and then your skill. Um, it's owning this foundational area at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, and so that kind of, that kind of test blo- really identifies any weak links and balances and, and, and it's, stands out like a sore thumb (laughs) like 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 you're not going to be able to hide anything going on in your system that isn't ideal um and then from there we just move forward based off your your goals and your intentions um it's owning it it, i really can't emphasize enough owning the foundational aspect of your training um we love jumping right into the fun stuff the highest explosive movements the jacking the weight the the you know like the the sprints all that stuff right that's the tip top of the pyramid man that's like the very final result just how the baby wasn't born and could immediately go run jump play sport they had to do thousands of movements to get to that point same deal here man like we have to own the basics own the prerequisites own the fundamentals and that will feed you into being able to do whatever the hell you want to do Um, but you can't go from a top-down approach, um, and that that's kind of what you see today with most athletes, and that's why you see like an epidemic of just soft tissue injuries along with young kids all the way up to, to adults um, because we're skipping the fundamentals. We're skipping the prerequisites, um, and so that's kind of the focus when we get into here um, is owning that foundation and that, that
0: that foundation for you is that the 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 iso lunge the the like dips the the, the crawls the climbs is is that what you're looking at is there any specific things that you're like took your own yeah, spin so on being, or is there anything that you're you're really like oh shit like specifically with your clientele like they
1: suck at and we need to work at yeah uh, um unfortunately uh, it, it, it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> I mean we're never really done right like you can make your foundation as as freaking large and as bulletproof as you want it to be so we're never done with that but like in terms of specific you got to be able to have feel a stand on one leg you have to be able to to own that because everything we do in life is pretty much on one leg um so what whatever vessel you want to deliver that in whether it's an iso hold or or just uh, hip hinges off one leg, and, and you just accumulate a bunch of exposure there. Just sinking up the foot to the hip, and, and getting that really bulletproof. Being able to press your own weight, you should you should be able to push your own body weight away, um, whether that's in a push up or a, a tri dip or whatever. Um, being able to to hold a dip position in a lengthened state, just opposite of a press. Um, being able to cross crawl. Being able to split your stride and hold that position. Um, and then, of course, like as you progress on, now you get the crawling, the the, the climbing, the jumping, the hanging, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, it, it's just bulletproofing that foundation, and then it's whatever you want to do after that. Like you just have to be your preparation has to to be solidified in order to get that that performance outcome that you desire. If that makes sense, you can't expect to. To do something you're not prepared to do <laughs> simple as that yeah
0: and, and these this this preparation like it's it's like it's you like study a bunch and then you you take the test and like most people aren't studying at all you know like they're taking like uh i'm trying to like it's like quizlets you're taking like mini quizlets and then taking yeah. the test you know like you're not getting the real knowledge like you're not spending the time reading the book and so you're getting like c's yeah. on your test you know like you're doing all right on the field. Maybe you're even excelling on the field, but you're getting injured. You're like, you're getting a bunch of C's on the test rather than diving deep into the book, hitting that lunge. So hitting that single leg stand, dead hanging, like being able to press your body, you know, like that, that is where to me, like you're opening up the book, you're highlighting shit, you're, you're, you're testing it out. You're actually getting the knowledge piece of it rather than, all right, I know I have a test coming up. I know i so I'm going to go to practice, you know, like, that's like the Quizlet answer. Like, I'm going to take the practice test and just kind of guess on this multiple choice question. And again, like exactly. you can get away with that for a little bit, but, but if a teacher starts to find out, they're going to, they're going to throw, C, throw you some loops, you know, like you're always going to get that C you're never <laughs> going to get that a, or maybe if you do get lucky. You get that a once, the next time you're probably going to get the D or F and that's where you get hurt. That's where something pops up. So that's where I, like, I encourage Nature's always keeping score. exactly. You know, like it, it's, it's going to tell yeah. the truth, you know, at the end of the day, somebody, somebody's going to tell you the truth. And it's did did you study? Did you did you take the time to prepare or did you not? And it, it's gonna come out. Usually worse, right? <laughs> Usually worse, yes. And what
1: it would have what, what, what it would have been for that?
0: So <laughs> so let, let's uh transition to a rapid fire rounds. Uh And I'm I'm interested in the first one because you you mentioned some of your mentors gave you some books to kind of dive into, but what are some of your favorite books that you think the listeners can get a lot out of? And this can be training, this can be life, this can be a combination of both if you you want to dive into both, but interested in what your favorite books are.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to kind of give a cheesy answer with this um, because like, I mean, it's kind of cheesy, whatever, but it's not, I want to encourage people to not just rely on outsourcing to, like a book. I don't want to give books a bad name. Books are fantastic, right? Like valuable information, right? People who've done the work already. But I want to, I want to encourage people to kind of realize you're writing a book right now. That is your life. You're writing a book right now. So, so take the time to reflect on some of the chapters already written. I would say sometimes check, take a look at the good ones um, as that can spark like an inspiration. Um, but more so the bad ones bad chapters in your life and, and kind of reflect on those and see how you can learn about those and improve upon those and so like why that happened why 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 was that a result of that um and, and take those with you and see how you can improve those and then realize you're still writing a book right so let's let's improve that let's let's optimize that let's take the, the necessary steps and improve in that book so go within um like, I, I feel like we're just too quick to always look for the answers outside. Try to go within and, and see how you can improve that um, because you're writing a book every single day, man. Um, so it, it, if, I, if I can encourage that for some people, but the other, to, to actually answer your question, some books to recommend, <laughs> to contradict myself real quick. Um, any of like the old school, kind of like Godfathers of the movement, man. Like that, that's where I started. Um, so like Feldenkrais, Pilates, um strong man just people that have been around before you and i because it's nothing new they've it's just we're just repeating stuff that's already been said <laughs> just kind of delivering it in like a new language so to speak um so try, try to check out like the older books guys that that have done it and and repetitively done it right like like they didn't have all the information access that we have today, they personally went through it and, and experienced it. So usually those are the ones you want you want to dive into and focus on.
0: No, I dude I love the start of that question too. and I'm gonna tie this into actually reading a book too is that that reflection piece that you mentioned because so many people tell me like they're reading these books, you know, like or and now the new thing is like an audiobook, you know like and nothing to hate against audiobooks, but it's like we're trying to we're just trying to hack again to get to, to yeah. go less deep, to get the information, to tell more people, we read this. And it's like, the, the whole, the reason I like reading is because it slows us down enough and almost forces you to reflect. And again, there's the other step back is to not even read anything, but think or go walk and reflect on that. And, you know, like yeah. we're, we're, we are digesting, like we're, we're getting quicker and quicker. We're trying to speed everything up, but we never reflect on anything. Like I've had people tell me they, they, they've read these books. I'm like, all right, what, what's your main takeaway? And they, they didn't have it. I just, I, I gave him yeah. a, book, uh, a guy. I gave an athlete, a Jordan Peterson book. And he told me he finished this chapter. I said, well, what did you take away from it? He's like, well, uh, and he didn't have an answer. I'm like, well, you didn't read it. You know, like you just, you just went yeah, through you it. Didn't you, apply. Know? you didn't apply. You didn't read. You didn't have any takeaways. And like, you could read that another, I was talking to, People were this Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week, which is, it's kind of contradictory because the four hour work week is about hacking, but it's like these business people talk <laughs> about how the four hour work week is a simple minded, like book. It's like the simple aspect of hacking business, but it's like, you're not applying his principles. So you didn't read it. You know, like you just took the title and that's where it's like, yeah. you got, you got to be able to reflect. That's why I think reading is so important. Cause it's one of the tangible things that you can do that forces you almost in a sense if you do it the right way to reflect and come back. But again, like, like you mentioned, like do it without reading as well, but like have some point in your life where you're reflecting on all this information. That is, we live in an, yeah. an environment that is bombarding you every second of every during this, uh, during this podcast, I had to throw my hat over my phone because it kept flashing. Like you do there's like information, information, <laughs> pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. It's like, shut it off and reflect, man. Like you're not, you're not understanding any of the information, uh, you know, it's, it's all distracting. It's all pulling you different ways. So you're like, you're not even a master of everything. You're just, you're just there. You're just seeing these informations. You don't remember. It's like you read that chapter of a book. Do you understand what it said? Did, did you have a takeaway? If it's a shitty book, maybe you didn't, but then you can say it's a shitty book. I didn't have a takeaway, you know, like, but even then that can be your takeaway yeah. is this shitty book. But to say you read something and did not have any understanding, it's like, you didn't read that. So I love that reflection piece. Sorry for the rant. No, holy. no, no you got it spot on. And then the, the, the last question, the last rapid fire question that I want to ask you, uh, is when all of this stuff is over that we're talking about, and I know we're, we're pretty young in the field. And so, but I, I like when I ask young coaches this question as well, too, because you have to really look far forward into what you want to accomplish, but when all this is said mm-hmm. and done, what do you kind of
1: want your legacy to be? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. Um, honestly, there, there, there's a couple of things. Like personally, I just want to express life at the highest level that I can. Right. Like I, I'm so in love with life that I just want to I want to squeeze every ounce of it. I want to express to the fullest that that I can't um, in terms of like professionally, career. I want to reach as many people that I possibly can and, and, and shed some light that and just empower people. Because I think that's we're really lacking like that nowadays. And we, that's kind of what we covered with today. like um, we tell we have a lot of like, don't do this. You can't do this. You shouldn't do that. Like, I, I want to be the spark that does the opposite. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Go, go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Do, do that. Take that risk. Um, End it, man. Like, just go for it. Um, and, and, and that is definitely what, if, if I could have someone say, yeah, Trev helped me just kind of be able to express um, and unlock some of my potential, uh, I, that, that would be awesome. Well, boom, coach. That'd be real cool. The, the, this
0: was awesome hopefully this is one of many to come in our uh hopefully long careers in this this field but i want to thank you for being on thank you for taking the time
1: thanks for inviting me man really really appreciate
0: it this is a blast Boom. thank you guys for listening keep chopping wood
1: thank you for listening Join us next week as we dive down another rabbit hole. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Austin Yoakam to stay updated on future podcast guests. Keep chopping wood.